You're listening to the Bizarro World of Sports, a Scarlet Rhapsody podcast. Here's some info that may come as a surprise. Sometimes we like to dance with just us guys. It's a boy dance party. It's a boy dance party. At home, erotic, just a call for brotherly unity. Dear Princess Tom Brady, The Denver Bronies lost, which I guess means friendship isn't magic at all. Friendship's a lie and nobody loves me. <laughs> and that's about as much as I'm going to be able to do of that joke. What the hell, Denver? Yeah, it's uh, it was a pretty bad game. Denver did not show up. Not at, not at all. I mean, here's the thing with this game. is It began with a safety, which I'm always like, hey, that's cool. You barely ever get to see a safety in the Super Bowl. All right, cool beans. Maybe we can see some other cool plays here. Maybe we'll see, like, an onside kick. We did. It failed. Maybe we'll see a two-point conversion. We did. It succeeded. Yep. Maybe we'll see, like, all the rare things in football were all done, but not to, like, any kind of cool effect. You're sitting there like, dude, it was so cool. They kept doing, like, all these different kinds of plays to beat each other. No, it's just... Denver could not bring it. They Offensively, they just failed. Every other throw seemed like it was an interception, um, including an interception that was caught by the same guy who caught the interception on the 49ers game and ran it back for a touchdown, to which I went, ah, hate. Uh, um, you know what? It's, um, it was, it was uh, not an exciting game. I'll, I'll give it that. And um, Yeah, but... Very, very boring just because you're just watching Seattle score over and over again. If you're a Seahawks fan, probably fun. What was that Stan's place for Super Bowl? We left at the third quarter because, you know what, this game was over already. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it really was. There was no real chance for a rally by the time they got to the third quarter. Seattle had too much of a lead. Well, you can still come back from a deficit. I mean, Manning came back from a 24-point deficit from the... Uh, it was 29 points by that time, and you could you could tell when you looked at the players that just their entire morale was just shattered. Yeah, it still broke from the first from the first um, from the first seconds of the game. You know that that safety was the fastest scoring uh, was the fastest t- uh, anyone has scored a. Has scored in the Super Bowl. Wow. Yep. The the Denver defense tried. I mean, they did pretty decent. They they held off to a few turnovers and things like that. But you know, when your yeah. offense doesn't do anything, even your defense after a while goes. What's the point? Yeah, it's that Seattle defense that really hit them pretty good. Mm. But yes, when you said Anna was at forty three to eight, and you're just like final score. You're like, that should not be the final score to the Super Bowl. That should be the final score of, like, I don't know, the uh, Seahawks take on the Raiders or something on, like, a normal season game or something along those lines. Who knows? And you go 43-8? to eight? Yeah, that sounds about right. But not for a Super Bowl. Dear God. I mean, what? Oh, oh. you know what I'm actually surprised? After the game, um, that no one posted maybe Denver was really high, and that's why they lost. Because they had all the weave jokes prior to the Super Bowl, but none post. No post, like, maybe Tom Brady was just so high he forgot he was playing in the Super Bowl. You know, we didn't see any jokes like that, and I'm like, where's my, where's my, you know, whoa, we were so high, when, when's the Super Bowl's next weekend, right, bro? You know, I didn't see a joke like that. People, come on, do the weed jokes. Now it, now it works, because of how bad things went for Denver. But you know what? Let's go. This game is really not much to talk about since we've already covered it all. Yeah. Really it it was off. sad to see the memes for Denver failing starting <laughs> right about halftime. Just all yeah. these memes coming out. Like I came up with, you know, you know the halftime show with Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers started playing, you know, Give It Away. Yeah. I commented and be like, well, I guess Denver really gave it away now. 
Okay, that was pretty good. I went to the Simpsons one. I had to do the whole, uh, oh, that lyric of what I got, you gotta get it, put it in you. Could you could you change that to what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you? <laughs> from the Krusty's, uh, Krusty's comeback, or Krusty Gets Cancelled. It's from Krusty Gets Cancelled, and it's from his big comeback special. Uh, I, I loved that. That, and of course, the other line that came to my mind, even though they weren't actually doing it, the dancing around in their underwear. How low can you get? <laughs> I want a bigger lolly. <laughs> Two minutes to the little stinker sketch. Trusty, give me a bigger lolly. So, I mean, I mean, it was that. Um, it wasn't as bad. I mean, there's definitely been, like, less entertaining Super Bowl halftime shows. Sadly, there's been more entertaining ones. Yeah. Uh, post- I, I would agree. I would have to say the Super Bowl was not really one of those Super Bowls among there. I mean, other people are saying that the that this halftime show was one of the best. I, I'd have to disagree. Oh, not not even close to one of the best. Just one of the better ones we've had in the last two, three years. No, just to take it on its own. If, if this show was an actual concert that you paid money for to go see in live, then that probably would have been one of the best concerts. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Problem is... That it was with the Super Bowl that was lackluster. You know, you weren't excited. You weren't on your on the edge of your seat every minute of that game, and you still had that you know that excitement going into the halftime show that you you felt the excitement. No, no, this was uh, Denver is losing. I thought this was going to be a better game than this. Yeah, this seemed like it was going to be a really good defense versus a really good offense. Things things are going to be exciting, not so much. And then we get this halftime show with. To me, it was an odd combination, because there's two bands that really sh- shouldn't be together, and it's Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, one guy does, like, this weird throwback kind of R&B kind of sound for the majority of his songs. A lot of his newer stuff has been getting more, like, standard hip hop ish like that god-awful Gorilla song. But most of his stuff is kind of throwback, and it's kind of nice. Red Hot Chili Peppers do, like, you know, basically kind of like a fast rock. And so, their sounds are very divergent. But honestly, I could have I could have been very happy with a few more uh, Chili Pepper songs thrown in there. Um, I'm not the biggest Chili Pepper fan, but you know, they, they put on a decent show. I mean, it wasn't. It, I mean, like, it wasn't like that horrible Black Eyed Peas one that they did, or uh, Madonna's half-assed attempt a few years back. And that's true. It, there's been some bad ones. The problem is, in my mind, the standard goes to the 1990 Super Bowl 28. Um, the yeah, camera was 95 or 96. We were already hearing about that, but whatever. Super Bowl 28, which is the 49ers uh, uh, Chargers won the last time the 49ers won the Super Bowl, and the halftime show was Indiana Jones themed, and it was awesome. Yeah, and so it's one of those ones where I'm like. And we we rewatched that after the game. We watched that one. We watched another one that had the new kids on the block and Disneyland themed, which was also kind of amusing. And I was like, they need to go back to this kind of stuff where you get like this crazy weird theme, um, some popular, semi-popular musicians doing stuff. You can have some fun with that. But the Indiana Jones one has a whole plot where Indiana Jones is rescuing the Lombardi Trophy from natives from country land. Um, very, very hard to tell which country Countryland is, because it seemed like every culture that isn't American was just incorporated into it. It was just like, we're, Afri- we're African natives, but we're also doing, like, South American, like, dances, but we also have ninjas, but we also have, have like, Indian-looking dudes. And I'm like, okay, you got to choose a culture. What are, is every, every tribal culture around the world teamed up to steal the Lombardi Trophy? Yes. And why? <laughs> Just the random ninjas that India is fighting, and I'm like, okay, random ninjas. But it was fun. It had a theme. And you got um, it was Aretha Franklin, and who was the male singer in that Tony one? Bennett. Tony Bennett. Um, which which is a weird combination, and yet an awesome combination. And they finished it off with singing uh, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight," which honestly. Tony Bennett and Aretha Franklin are a more believable couple than Simba and Nala, so that actually worked out pretty well. But not as believable as Timon and Pumbaa, which is my favorite Disney gay couple. So, 
But yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, we've had stuff like that, these really over-the-top awesome productions of pyrotechnics and fight scenes and etc. And then, like, most recently it's just been like, hey, let's play some music and dance around on stage. I can't remember that god-awful Rolling Stones one they had a while back. Yeah. I mean, like, they wheeled, off, wheeled them out of their retirement home and forced them to sing. And I'm like, did anyone remind, like, the Super Bowl that the Rolling Stones are British? I'm not saying, like, like, the people performing have to be American, but this is, like, the most American thing other than the World Series that we got. So let's get something, like, super awesome American. Let's get, like, Rambo, arm wrestling, Abraham Lincoln, while they both fight, like, the... Mu um, werewolves. Werewolves. Are, no, werewolves are European. Uh, there has to be some sort of American... Yeah, Sasquatch. Rambo and Abraham Lincoln arm wrestle and then battle Sasquatch. That should be our next one. That would be is American, and then they eat apple pie to celebrate. Like, and it's just gonna be that American. American is apple pie. I, I, I really want someone to draw that. How about we talk about our commercials? We can go into the commercials. Well, let's talk about commercials here. Um, I catch many of these commercials because we watched we watched it from the Fox uh, screen. Oh, nice! So you get to see a little Fox extra game screen. stuff. And I want to say, Fox, streaming from Fox, well, they did not show every commercial. They repeated maybe four or five commercials in different blocks where other commercials were supposed to be. Huh. I guess I, it's... I could have, we saw the Butterfingers commercial, the Couples Therapy Butterfinger commercial, like ten times during the stream. Wow. The Volkswagen, you know, you know, Engineer Wings, we saw that at least five times. Yeah, which wasn't even that good of a commercial. Yeah. So... The, and so, so I have watched them all. I'll probably end up watching them later when I have some little time. But the few ones that I did like, I did like the 80s call. They want their star back. I, I love the Radio Shack 80s commercial. That was awesome. Though I swear they played that one like last year at the uh, Super Bowl. I feel like I've seen that one before for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. maybe they, maybe it didn't. Maybe it just reminded me of another commercial. But I love just seeing all those crazy 80s references they threw in there and the fact that they got a bunch of actors in there who were pretty decent lookalikes for the people they were trying to be. Uh, when you see Teen Wolf guy and um, someone else who looked like a pretty good impersonator. And it's escaping my mind right now. But I actually really, I liked the, that was just fun and fun and silly. My other favorite ones were the Bud Light commercial. Which one? Uh, the one, all of them are all joint, but the best one was with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the uh, the Bud Bud Light, the best drink for when you're brought into a party by a random person you met, and then beat Arnold Schwarzenegger in a life or death game of ping, ping pong. <laughs> that one was so crazy and over the top that I was like, okay, that works. I'm fine with that. And then we got we got another Exp Expendables alumni in. Uh, what the hell was that commercial for? The Bruce Willis one. Um, what the heck was he selling? It was a car or something, wasn't it? I, I, I don't think I saw that one. What was Bruce Willis selling? Oh, it was, it was a Honda commercial. I, I see it right here in the list. Oh, it was a Honda commercial? Yes. Um, and that one it was amazing to me because Bruce Willis put more passion and more effort into a 30-second Honda commercial than he did into like his last five movies. He probably paid him more for that 30 seconds the very time than any of his movies. Because, like... It's, it's the one thing that drives me insane about Bruce Willis, because he's a good actor. It's not like acting is a skill you lose when you get older. Because, there's you know, obviously there's plenty of actors in their 80s who will, you know, be the antithesis of that. It's just, he, I don't know if he's just too wealthy or just too tired or what his deal is, but he, he and Harrison Ford have more or less given up acting. But then at least Harrison Ford will occasionally give us a 42 every once in a while, and you go, oh my god, Harrison Ford can act. You know, because he did 42 because he was passionate about it. But Bruce Willis has just been like, uh, I guess I'm going to play a cop or something. Uh, stop, bad guys. I'm a cop. Hey, Expendables, I guess I'll team up with you for one fight scene. Bang, bang. Okay, I'm done. Yippee-ki-yay. Is that what you wanted? Good. Okay, I'm done. And I'm like, come on, man. Have some fun. My other favorites were that Toyota Muppets commercial. Yes, I love the Muppet Toyota commercial. And out of the round of the ones that I saw, I would say that the Tebow the commercial. 
I love the, uh, since I don't have a contract anymore. <laughs> and and when, it, when I saw that one, I was just like, it's really ironic to have a TiVo commercial, you know, with a uh, Denver Super Bowl. And then, of course, that led to a bunch of memes of like, hey, Denver, you missing me yet? <laughs> I know. And I'm like, well, they were stupid for getting rid of you, but they got but Peyton, they, Peyton Manning did good for them up until this Super Bowl. Um, and then the Jets were stupid for never using you. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're just, like, floating around in this weird limbo of, like, talented football player, no one will hire him because... Jacksonville Jaguars were in need of a quarterback, and they still didn't take him, so we'll see. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, how does someone's career, like, end that fast? <laughs> It's not like he was, like, a drunk. It's not like he was rowdy and crazy. It's not like, well, he got arrested for beating his wife and hitting a guy and, and doing a hit and run. You know, it's like, no. He's just a good dude who was a decent decent quarterback who, with some experience, could probably be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But everyone's like, nah, we're cool. Considering the fact that he was, uh, he was one of the first mobile quarterbacks out there. Something Denver really could have used in this game because, uh... Passing wasn't yeah, getting the job done. Popping up now, it's like now. Do you want to consider that? But eh, it's up to the teams now. So, well, hopefully next year someone signs him because talented player who doesn't deserve to languish in obscurity. Yep. Uh, trying to think of other commercials we missed that I thought were kind of, kind of fun or awesome. Um, there's some movie trailers in there. Some people are freaking out about uh, Transformers Four. Uh, I didn't see that one. Mark Wahlberg talks to robots. Um, the commercial is basically indistinguishable Transformers hitting each other, and Mark Wahlberg running, going, No! Well, then his daughter's like in a car going, Daddy! And he's like, No! And then you see more robot fighting. And then that's the commercial. And I go, All right, it looks like a Transformers movie. There's robot fighting. Some white dude is screaming, No. Some little girl is screaming for a male character to save her. It's the plot of all of them. I'm just hoping the little seven-year-old girl who's Mark Wahlberg's dollop daughter doesn't spend half the movie in lingerie lounging around on a motorcycle. Hmm. Screw you, Michael Bay, you misogynistic asshole. We had um, the Winter Soldier commercial. Yes, I've watched that trailer like four times now. Um, very, uh... Very, very, uh... I, I did a, um podcast on the movies and what ones I was excited about, and my feelings for Winter Soldier were kind of, eh, the trailer isn't winning me over, you know. They showed the helicarrier crashing, Cap has a team, this is kind of stupid. See that the second trailer there, where they actually focus on Winter Soldier and how much of a badass he's going to be, and I'm like, okay, movie, touche, touche. Yes, I'm in, I would totally want to see this now. Like that that secondary trailer. I'm like, okay, this is this is what I needed that first trailer to be to get me excited. Show me show me Cap being all like, I don't know if I can beat him. Show Winter Soldier like blowing things up and hitting people in the face. I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's what a trailer's supposed to be. I don't don't give away the huge set pieces. Just because they had like just just show how badass the villain is going to be. Yeah. And they had uh, the Spider-Man uh, two trailer. I'm still excited about this movie. I got to admit that like Winter Soldier has now replaced it as the second most anticipated superhero movie for me. Uh, so now it's it's X Men, Captain America, and now sadly Spider Man got pushed back. But oh. I like the idea that in the trailer it's the villains talking about like we need to find Spider Man and kill him. He's too much of a pain in the butt. And then like finally, finally there's a superhero movie where the villains are like, you know what? World domination, money, that's all well and good. But if we just kill the superhero first, then do a scheme, that would probably work out better. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, supervillains, don't try to do the scheme and try to entrap the hero. Freaking just kill him and then do your scheme. Like, every Batman movie is like, oh, we have this crazy scheme, and what about Batman? Oh, if he gets in our way, we'll stop him. I'm like, no, kill Batman first, then do the scheme. How hard is this, villains? Be villains first, and then worry about your. St <sighs> oh well. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. Football's over now. Thank God. <laughs> I'm done. 
Wait, I'm just well, I'm waiting for spring training. I'm, I'm waiting for those preseason games. I, I need to see... Only three days away. Yes. I am very much more excited about baseball. Like, football season ended for me when the Niners lost against the Seahawks. I was like, well, season's over. And, it, I mean, technically it was, because there's one game left after that. The Pro Bowl doesn't count. Um... And it was just kind of like, well, that's over. Hopefully the Seahawks lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> When's baseball start? And then during the Super Bowl, I was like, man, I wish I had like could also watch like preseason right now. <laughs> just switch over to like ESPN and just watch like a Dodger or Angels preseason game. <laughs> but no, we don't get spring training games until late this month. Yep, end of February. Mm-hmm. But oh man, I can't wait. Going to Fox Sports and just watch me some Dodgers. Oh, in your place, in your case, uh, Red Sox. Yeah, I can't watch so much Red Sox. Oh, Red Sox. Really getting nothing but Red well, Sox. Well, world, world champion Red Sox. Let's also point out the fact that they did win the World Series, so. Yeah, considering the fact they went from a last place team to a World Series team in just over a year. It's amazing what you can do when you replace your coach and get some new players. Yeah. Our old team sucks. Let's get rid of them and just... <laughs> but I mean, that... Yeah, it's it's looking to be an exciting season. Hopefully the Angels have, can get a few more trades in and stuff so you don't have to be sitting there looking at every single Angel game going like, what, how'd the Angel game turn out? Well, we were ahead by eight, then we lost by two. I go, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> you still don't have a pitcher, huh? No, yeah, we still don't. We don't have good starting luck. We don't have starting pitching luck pretty good. Yeah, we picked up relievers, but we haven't really picked up any starters. You guys need a good closer. It's really what you need because there's way too many games that were given away in like those last two innings. Yeah, that's you. Good. You have any idea what your record would have been like had you not given away so many games at the end? Like you guys would have been like at least wild card or possibly even like playoffs. Yeah, we would have made wild card. Your 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 hitting lineup uh, last year was so good, and the pitching just screwed over everybody. <laughs> I just hope that this year we don't have that struggling start, struggling start in April, and then trying to pick it, trying to pick up the pieces during the rest of the season. Because that's always, yeah. that, that always is horrible when you have such a weak start at the beginning of the season. Well, that's everybody like, says every, a whole bunch of people says you know the playoffs are won in uh, are won in the last month of the season. Not nah, the the playoffs are won in the first month of the season. Especially in the Angels' case, these last two years, it's been proven that if you start off in a with a bad record in your in the month of April, it's bad enough that we're it's, we're playing catch up. It, it haunts you also on, in terms of, of from a morale perspective, because you're sitting there going like, "Oh man, all those games we lost. What if we go on another cold streak like that?" That what if is in their heads, floating back there. It. It shouldn't be. They should be like, we're on a hot streak, and you know what? We're going to keep this going. We're going to keep this going. That's They should be all uncommon. But I know how athletes are. They go to the, they instantly go to the negative. And the negative is always, oh, man, we began on a cold streak. That's going to come back. I just know it's going to come back. It's going to come back. And and then it's like, what are we going to do then? You know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you think about the fact that you're doing good now. It's Focus on the positive. You're being extremely superstitious. Yeah. It, baseball probably everyone always gives football the point for like oh all the superstition baseball is like ten times more. Yeah, yeah baseball is way more superstition because we have 162 games to play throughout the whole season. Well, it's not even just the amount of time that we're playing. You change that lucky underwear and you get a new pair, and you're like, or you're like, I shouldn't. If you if you decide to wear, you know, gray socks instead of white socks, and you end yeah. up having. A horrible game. You're like, I am not wearing gray socks anymore. Yeah, or yeah. I have my black cleats. Oh, but it's the All Star game. You have to wear the gold cleats. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. With the and then in the All Star game, they strike out four times. Like, I will never wear those gold cleats again. <laughs> I don't even want to come back to an All Star game. You guys like totally ruined my hitting streak. And it's like, how could shoes do that? I don't know, but they do. <laughs> well, technically, anything on the All-Star game, it doesn't come towards any kind of hitting streak. So if they I, I know it a, doesn't, but it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing, yeah, but on the records, it doesn't count. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's those little things, yeah. It's it's the, what color socks were they wearing? Which which underwear were they wearing? How did they comb their hair? What did they eat that morning? 
it, every little thing ties into it. They you know, grip their bag. Yeah. Everything. Or or did they do something the day before, and you know, and then the next day, you know, they're like, well, yesterday, I had some stew, and today I'm feeling really energized. I must eat stew before every single game. <laughs> The night before a game, I need to eat stew. You know, you'll get really weird stuff like that. I've never heard a football player ever do the whole, like, well, before a game, I have to, like, comb my hair the specific way and then walk around my bed three times. No, there's nothing nothing like that. There's fans for football who are like, oh, well, they won when I wore this jersey, so I have to wear this jersey when they play home games. Or me with the Niners that one year, where every time I watched a game, they lost. Oh, yeah, that was, so, that was bad for you, wasn't it? That was the weirdest one, because every game I didn't watch, they won. And I'm like, well, how is that fair? But, again, it's that superstition thing. I'm like, well, let's, let's just avoid the games. And then they lost in the playoffs, where I watched part of the game, because my family went to Red Robin. And it was playing in the background, and I did look at the screen, but it was still playing in the same room as me. And I still, that could have possibly been why they lost the playoffs that year. To the Giants, who then went on to beat the Patriots. But then again, the Giants had like the worst record this year, so eh, take that. Oh, I wonder if both like Manning brothers right now are like hanging out, going like, dude. I know. I don't know, man. I don't know either, man. Do you want to play some Madden? Not really. Do you want to like go to on sit on a swing and like? Pretend that we're not football players? Let's yeah. sit on a swing and pretend we're not football players. <laughs> it's like all sad. You have like, it's all black and white. It's, it's all sepia tone. Sad music's playing in the background. The Manning brothers are like on swings, like crying. Um, but yes, baseball's got me all fired up. And meanwhile, you know, there's still hockey and basketball, even though I'm not a Huge fan of either sport. Starting next month, March Madness. Yep. Which is always fun just to check out all the different college teams and make your guesses on who's going to win. Especially if you know nothing about the teams and you're basing it on the names or the mascots. You're like, Gonzaga? <laughs> that name's funny. They're going to win. They're going to win this one. Nope. It's like, could you at least do some research on Gonzaga before you assume they're going to win? Nope, they're going to win. Michigan? Which Michigan? It's Michigan State. Or University of Michigan. I, I don't know, man. This is confusing. There's too many Michigan colleges. And there's always that weird one thing where it's just like, who is this school and how did they get into the how did they get into the, the March Madness brackets? I know. It's some random small private school named after some Revolutionary War hero that you from Vermont that you've never heard of. Like, how did they even make it into this? Paul Revere University? Yeah, it's something like that. You're like, how did this happen? But yes, I'm looking forward to that, and hey, we got we got some uh, some exciting soccer because it's World Cup, which is the only soccer I could possibly care about. And of course, we've got um, Winter Olympics starting. Eh. Yeah, I figured that would be the response. I, I don't like the Summer Olympics, and the Winter Olympics are like the Summer Olympics is like annoying cousin. You know, you're like, I don't really like this person, and their cousin, God. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, it's like, but downhill skiing, I, I don't care. But, uh, what's that sweep the ice game? Curling. Curling? Curling. The sweep the ice game. Uh, that's also that actually could be strangely compelling if you've had a couple drinks. I've learned that from personal experience. Yes. Like this is why Canada loves this. Everyone in Canada has already had a couple drinks, and they're like, "This guy is gonna sweep that rock into that." He's gonna do it. He's gonna ah, I went out of the circle. Ah, you suck. You know, and you just do a whole thing like that. It's really weird. Um, so I recommend drinking while watching curling. That one works. And then there's like figure skating, I don't care. Hockey can be exciting. Yeah, that's right, hockey is in Winter Olympic sport. And it's kind of cool to see all that stuff. It works better when it's like in a Russell Crowe movie or something. But not Russell Crowe, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell movie, excuse me. Uh, yep. When it's in a Kurt Russell movie, it works really awesomely. Because then you don't have to watch all the games, you just watch the cool highlights. And then, um, 
That's the pop setting team. I can just watch Cool Runnings and be happy with that. That's true, yeah. What was the catchphrase? Feel the... Feel the rhythm, feel the... Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. That's right, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Pop set time? Yeah. I love seeing some cool runnings. As cheese as that movie is, that is fun. And also reminds you why. Reminds you of the big question I always have: Why doesn't Cuba Gooding Jr. get more work? I don't know. Dude's a good actor, but he always has to play like minor characters or something. Like that. And then I know he's had bad movies. I know he's had like what was that weird where they're on the cruise boat trip or something like that. I know he had like weird stuff like that that he's done and Snow Dogs, which I'm sure did not help his career any, but. You know, he's also a, a good actor. You know, he, he was he was an Academy Award nominated for Jerry Maguire, I think. I am fairly certain he was nominated for that. He was. I'm getting confirmation. He was. He was nominated. So it's not like he's some schlub. It's not like oh man, he's only in those like over the top action movies. He's not a real actor. No, he's a real actor. <laughs> Give Cuba Gooding Jr. work. Stop holding Pearl Harbor against him. Trying to think of other Cuba Gooding Jr. movies, I'm starting to run out. I can't think of any. I think I've, I've gone through a good chunk of his career, but the worries was at least someone of note in it, not just like, oh yeah, he was like gangster number three and like this thing. Like, yeah, well, good for him. But I know we're getting off on our our cool running tag here that like no one expected us to go <laughs> start talking about cool runnings, but you know, just man. That's, that's what I need to do now. I just need to sit down and just watch a bunch of sports comedies. Those be some sports comedies. Sports comedies are always good. So, I haven't so seen Major League in so long. Yeah. Huh. Could watch Mr. Baseball again. The, the late Freddie Max, Mr. 3000. Yeah, Mr. 3000. <laughs> and there's some bad baseball comedies. One really good one, and then like a lot of bad ones. And we have another one, one of my favorites, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, uh, well, Angels in the Outfield's fun, though. That's that's just nos that's nostalgic silliness. Yep. Yeah, I, I enjoy that just for all those silly memories of being like a little kid and watching that and just having a good, good old time. But if you want, we can get on to, like, regular sports news, uh, since we've been, like, just distracted by just nostalgic memories of sports movies. Um, I don't really have too much sports news on my docket. Um, yeah, it's been kind of quiet. I only have some minor stuff that's not even all that big of a deal, but it's been quiet mostly because Super Bowl and all the real news is going to come out, you know, another week or two, then we'll get... As soon as... As, as, April, as April... As February continues, we'll get a bunch more baseball news. And obviously, you know the bracket lineups and things like that. But you're right. In these like last uh, you know, last week, the bye week, nothing really happened. And then you know, obviously, this week everything was just Super Bowl talk. So it's it's definitely one of those things where it's kind of like, well, after the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's one thing if we had an exciting game to talk about. We're like, oh, remember this? Remember that? No. Commercials, yeah, we covered that. It's, it's okay. And then, um, you know, after that, it's just reminiscing about sports movies. Yeah, it's like, well, eh. I mean, the only news I actually have it comes out of professional wrestling, of all things. And that's all I got. I got a little professional wrestling news, so I guess I can do that now as our news segment, the excitement of professional wrestling, yeah. the most realistic sport out there. Um, the first thing is uh, fans were upset that fan favorite Daniel Bryan did not end up entering the Royal Rumble, and they're even more upset that Batista, the guy who's going to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, won the Royal Rumble. Not a huge shock since he's going to be in a movie, so obviously the WWE is going to do everything to promote this guy. Which is kind of, it's just got to make Marvel happy. Like, hey, if we get a bunch of WWE fans coming to see our movie, you know. But the general fan base, you know, they have their favorites, and some guy who hasn't really been doing much lately gets to win because he's the uh, movie star now. 
isn't entirely making people happy. So there's that, but and then of course because of his win, he gets to headline at WrestleMania. So I'm sure I'm sure he's totally not going to lose that one because WrestleMania will be coming out closer to when Guardians of the Galaxy actually comes out. So he's totally going to win that. Um, unless Guardians of the Galaxy horribly bombs, then they might make him lose and be like, can't even do a movie right, and you can't wrestle right. <laughs> so I got the few news for uh, baseball. The opening series is between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks in Australia. Yep. Got a crazy Australia game. March 22nd to the 23rd, two-game series. It's in someone else's country. So it's, it's kind of weird. I understand the purpose of the home team is for who goes up first, but it's kind of strange saying, like, the Diamondbacks are the home team in Australia. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, um, and that's how it is for opening up in Sydney. They're playing it in the uh, historic Sydney cricket grounds. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, we all, we all know about the historic Sydney cricket grounds. Yes, well, they're going to have to convert that cricket grounds into a baseball stadium. Uh, in the next month and a half. They have time. Grass, grass grows pretty quick. I don't really see that to be an issue. Or, well, the area they got to clear off. Whatever. They got to form the diamond. They can figure it out. Or Actually, it'll probably look more like those, um, those fields, like the Canadian fields, where it's like the patches of dirt around the bases and everything else is just grass. It's, yeah. it's going to look more like that. It's going to look like the old uh, the Blue Jays field and the old uh, Expos field both had that design. So it'll look more like those, and it'll be fine. And the problem is, I got someone on my Facebook who's a major Diamondbacks fan, so either way, I'm going to have to hear from him, because it's either like that, well, looks like the Dodgers don't know how to play this year either. You know, he's going to say something stupid like that, or if we lose, or if we win, he's going to do a whole, like, oh, well, the snakes will bite you later, because it was Australia, and Australia's the reason we lost. You know, the toilets flushed the wrong direction over there. And I'm like, yes, that's the reason you lost. Wrong direction toilets. Yeah. Not because the Dodgers are just a better team. And that because, that because of that, the Dodgers are going to have to install, you know, reverse-flowing toilets in their stadiums, just so that way they can have that one little bit of superstition. Yep. Toilets flush the correct direction. Get ready, Jerry, for a good make a visit back to LA. Go to Dodger Stadium. You're going to have reverse toilets in the stadium. It's, gonna be, it's just one of those things where I just know I have to deal with that. I'm like, ah. Unless... Unless they convert the bathrooms at the Sydney grounds in, to flow the correct American way. I think that's what they're probably going to do. It just seems like it would require less effort and not freak out people in America. <laughs> and then um, the other, of course, team I always have to deal with is whenever uh, Dodgers and Giants play. And then I have to deal with everyone from Northern California, including chunks of my family. They like to give me a hard time about that one. So that's always fun. It is. It's it's just kind of one of those things. It's one of the weirdest things about my family because uh, I, I, most of my family comes from Northern California, and that's why I'm a Niners fan. For those who listen, and for anyone wondering why I'm not a Giants fan, it's basically because my extended family sent, would send me Niners stuff around Christmas and stuff like that, especially when the Niners had Joe Montana and were doing really good. And that basically made me a Niners fan over a Rams fan. Uh, Rams were in L.A. at the time. Uh, it's because they've been in St. Louis for like 20 years now. Um, and so because of that, you know, otherwise I'd probably be a Rams fan. But they never sent me Giants stuff. And my birthday is during baseball season. You'd expected some Giants stuff to come along. Never happened. And my mom became a Dodgers fan when she moved to Southern California. So I was just raised a Dodgers fan. So that's why I have this weird disparate like team thing going. Anyone listening to the show who might have confusion as to why I'm not a Giants fan. And that is why I'm not a Giants fan. Which is good because I probably would have quit being a Giants fan anyways just because Barry Bonds was such a such a jerk that it makes it kind of difficult to want to root for a team where you just got this guy who's uh whatever. He's no longer playing baseball, so who cares? And I'm not saying there haven't been jerk Dodgers. There have been jerk Dodgers, but, you know. Johnson yeah. was not a jerk. Johnson was a good guy. He was just kind of a womanizer. 
And I've also heard the complete story. Apparently, the reason why he moved, he wanted to stay at the Dodgers. They uh, screwed him over on his contract, so that's why he left. Hmm. So it's technically not Piazza's fault that he left. The Dodgers screwed him over because they uh, weird contract stuff. That's always a you know murky, murky. But he wanted to stay in LA, so I like me some Piazza, even though he went to the Mets. What's the Angels opener then? Since we're talking openers. Well, Angel, the Angels open the, se- the season against the um, Mariners, I believe. Oh, that's some nice wins for them. Well, the thing is, the Mariners do have uh, Robinson Cano. Oh, right, yeah, they do have him now, don't they? At least, you know, $260 million on him. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Forgot about how much money that was. But even then, I think that Mariners just wasted money on a player that obviously doesn't have much. And the thing is, Mariners do not have not um, do not have a good team to mold around him. That's actually more I was gonna say. I don't I don't think Cano in any way is a bad player. He's not worth the money they're paying him, but he's not in any way like a terrible player. But you need to have like the team you can build around the guy, and they don't. It's like. You know, trying to think of like someone else who's really dominant. Um, uses a proper analogy. Uh, it'd be like as if you got Ortiz from from the Red Sox somehow, and you brought him over to like Kansas City or something like that. You brought him to the Royals or some other team that's been doing terribly. It's not like you're going to suddenly have an amazing team because you have one really good batter. Um, you're, you can't do it. You need the rest of the team. It, it's a whole bunch of parts. You need a lineup. You need guys who can actually get on base. Yeah. You know, you need good pitching. You need good fielding. It's not one of those things where one one player can make the difference between a team that does good and a team that goes to the playoffs. But one player does not make the difference between a team that's a bottom feeder and a team that's a, the, you know, a champion. It's, it's the, One person can't carry the whole team. There's certain sports where you can kind of pull that off. Basketball can be pulled off. Michael Jordan can make a huge difference. Or insert any other, you know, popular, you know, really skilled player could make a huge difference on, on a team because as long as the other four guys are following the really skilled center, you can get through. That guy, that guy can get those guys around. A really good quarterback can turn around an entire football team. Baseball has... One good pitcher isn't going to save a team because that pitcher can't pitch every game. That pitcher can't, you know, play. Heck, most pitchers can't even go the full nine innings without straining themselves or hurting themselves in some way. So one pitcher won't make that. that one pitcher can make a difference, but not large enough to go to the playoffs. You know, um, one really good center fielder is nice, but again, not going to be game-breaking. It's a lot harder to do that because it's not the... When you have sports where you have someone who has the team huddled around them and they're basically your field commander, that good field commander can make a huge difference in how the team plays. Baseball doesn't have that. You can have the best home run hitter in the world on your team, but if no one else gets on base, you know, you better hope that that guy and all his ups uh, throughout the... um, throughout the game, scores enough points and the other team does not score, you know, equal to or more than because you lose. You know, you need to get those other people on base so that that home run actually counts for something. Heck, you need other people on base so you can get some RBIs and things like that. You know, if you can't count on one home run hitter, you can't count on one really good pitcher, you can't count on, you know... And I, I hate it when I see teams that are like, hey, we just dropped a huge amount of money on this one guy. And I'm like, yes, you have one star. You have nothing else. Yeah. You should have taken that money and, like, you should watch the movie Moneyball and realize that you can take your money and actually use it to buy, like, mid-level players and actually do really well with that because you've got players that actually work well together and kind of get this cool meshing effect going. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll find out that's going on. We'll see how it goes on. Spring training game start up. Uh, February. For us, we face the Cubs on the 28th. Hmm. 
you know what the good part is? At least the Angels have, like, the Cubs and the Mariners, you know? It's not like you're going up against anyone who's a real threat, and I think that's a good confidence builder. Yeah, but remember, we the, the, according to um, Back to the Future, the Cubs have to make a good run in 2015 to enter the World Series. Oh, that's true. It's still 2014. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we have one more year to go good. Yeah. Yep. It's really sad where I'm sitting there going like, oh, the worst part of that movie is this is the last possible year that that Dominic is useful. That's true, yeah. Oh, no, it goes through 2015. No, no, don't What years did it go through? I want to see that cover again. It doesn't go through 2015. I think it's no longer useful. I think it ends at like 2010 or something like that. It's like Sports Almanac, or it's like 1950 to like 2000. I think it's like well past its uh, usefulness. That's too bad. I wanted to like cheat on gambling so I could become rich. Because people totally wouldn't catch on to you and like the Mafia wouldn't like smash your kneecaps. <laughs> so here's the thing though, Jared, for you and the Dodgers. Your first game is actually going to be playing at 4 in the morning on Saturday. Well, yeah, but I get like the three-hour time difference now, so... That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Not, the time's up for me. It's 1, 1 a.m. Oh, shoot. <laughs> 4 a.m. I was hoping it was 4 a.m. Pacific, and I'm like, all right, it's not bad. 4 a.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. Yeah, and I'm missing that game. The same day, it'll be 10 p.m. Eastern to watch the second game in Australia. <sighs> It's one of those things where I remember people uh, during the last World Cup who were kind of that same category where they were like, eh, I want to watch, insert whatever name of team, but they're playing at like 2.30 in the morning, and I go, well, you can always set up your TiVo or something. <laughs> or you could just not watch the game and see what the score is when you wake up. Yeah, th those time zones really screw, screw everything up when you're trying to really enjoy those games. I mean, I'm basically considering both of those two games just game that I'm probably not going to watch. It'd be kind of cool to watch, the you know, just to see what the stadium looks like and all that, but I guess I could watch the 10 o'clock one. I guess that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I've got, like, technically, like, one other wrestling story I guess we can wrap up on. Uh, sure. Popular wrestler CM Punk has apparently officially quit the WWE, and not in one of those it's-a-show things. Like, it, apparently there was no footage of him quitting. He just basically like, gave his resignation and, like, left. Went home to Chicago to, I guess, pursue other career options. Not sure what's open for, like, a wrestler, like, after they quit, but he's going to... He basically did, left. We uh, in the UFC like Brock Lesnar had? He might be doing something like that, actually, yeah. Because he could, you know, use everything he's built up to do, you know, the groundwork and the fighting and stuff like that. Uh, but yes, according to every source I've been able to see, this isn't a stunt or anything because they didn't promote it. You know, normally when it's like a I quit or you're fired thing, it's a big, you know, stunt that they do. And then two months later, the guy comes back at a pay-per-view and punches, you know whoever the current bad guy is in the face, and everyone's like, yeah, he's back! But apparently it just happened behind closed doors, and he reportedly was tired of the way the uh, the people who were, um, who've been around for a while, like, not, not veterans, like, when I say veterans, I'm not talking about, like, the old guys, but I'm talking about the guys who've been being, like, kind of the face of the sport for the last, sport, of the show for, like, the last five, ten years basically feel like they're just kind of being pushed out of the way because they got these new people that they're trying to promote and he's just generally not fond of the treatment he's been getting. So he went back to Chicago and just kind of said, my contract's up anyways, so I'm out. Yeah. And uh, apparently that's that. Obviously, there's a lot of money in pro wrestling, so if he does come back, if they do work out a deal with him or something, he does come back, I'm sure they'll find... They'll probably not even reference that this ever happened. Or they'll make up some BS like he was gone for a uh, injury. But everything that I've seen, it looks like he's actually left for good. He'll probably go back to whatever his original name is, which I don't know. The article just calls him by his wrestling name. And, you know, might, like, like you said, go U UFC or might go off to be uh, open up like a 
wrestling school or something like that because I know there's some who've done things like that. Uh, but it was just one of those weird things where it was just kind of this like little like, oh yeah, by the way, this happened. I'm like, wasn't he popular? Wasn't he like one of the more... He had a storyline and stuff that they were going through recently that they just wrapped up or whatever. I mean, he was he was kind of on the popular side. It's kind of strange to see him just kind of like fade into obscurity because he's like, my contract's up. I'm done. So yeah, there's that. It's not the most exciting story, but if you're a fan of CM Punk, well, too bad. You're not going to see him in wrestling anymore. Maybe if you can find out what his real name is, or if you follow his Twitter, maybe you'll find out what he's doing with his life. But yes, that's how that's how sports has gotten right now, folks. Because of the Super Bowl, the best I got are two wrestling stories and talking about our opening day games, which won't be being played for like another twenty days. So, so yeah. Spring training games. Oh, that's right, right. That's your spring training. Yeah. Opening games are like month, two months away. Yeah. There will be baseball news eventually. We're starting that. Slowly, slowly getting there. Yeah, and, and nothing is more fun because it's been baseball season for us because that's our sport. You know, it's it's really weird because without Stan, we've been doing our football episodes. It's two guys who are baseball guys. I, I do love me some football, but, you know, I can only talk so much about it. And Stan is one of those, the way your stats with baseball, he stats with football. So it's, oh. it was always nice having Stan around for those stats stuff. And just not having him. It's just two baseball guys going like, yeah, and football happened this week. Yeah, great. Um, so, when's baseball again? Six months away. Damn. <laughs> Slowly marking off the days on the calendar. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, boring Super Bowl, mediocre commercials, no sports news. Sorry, folks. <laughs> we, we wanted this to be an exciting game. You, you'd think a two-point conversion and a safety and onside kicks that failed, you, you'd think that those would turn into an exciting story, and it's, it's not. Nope. It's just sad. Go to your Facebook, or go to Tumblr, look up some uh, uh, Denver Bronco memes, have some fun, have a couple laughs, and uh, just be aware that spring training starts in like 20-some days. Well, 10 days. Or, excuse me, uh, preseason games begin in 20-some days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yes. Get my timeline right. Pitchers and catchers report on the 8th, and full squads report on the 13th. Yep. And in three days, early, some pitchers and catchers report early, so... Yeah, probably depending on the team and what have you. Yep. Alright. Well, hopefully we'll get some good news coming up in the next week or so, and we'll get another episode out. Expect to at least get us to be more active as, you know, actual sports news happens. Yeah, baseball. <sighs> And just go back and rewatch an Indiana Jones halftime show and just be happy. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Jared for Miguel saying, "That's the game." We're talking softball from Maine to San Diego. Talking softball, Mattingly and Canseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw, Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking home. Ozzy and the Straw